What's up, Tana Nation and lovers of Hockey Town? What's up, everybody? I am joined on this podcast with my two hombres from Hockey Town, Brian Smith, a.k.a. the Comedian Carnivore, and Aaron Chalupa, a.k.a. the Chalupa Cobra, host of the Awkward Throw Clear. We get down and dirty about our teams. We kind of go over everything. I try my hardest as a Leaf fan and Leafs being in first place. I tried my hardest, not to mention it more than once. Uh, stay tuned to find out if I did or not. Uh, that being said, I hope you guys really enjoy this. This was a fun one to do, and hopefully we can get more Hockey Towns coming out. I'll be joined with Bob Walker. We'll have another Leafs edition coming up in a couple of days, and maybe even some milk and cookies. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast, and hey, like, share, and do all those other things. Rate us five stars. It doesn't cost you anything but a couple minutes of your time, and it would be the world to us. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out. This is Hockey Town. What's up, Nada Nation and lovers of hockey? This is Hockey Town. I'm joined via technology with my homeboy, my Milton's finest, the carnivore comedian, Brian Smith. What's up, baby? Oh, not much, you know, just trying to avoid a heart attack. That's great, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're also joined by the Chupacabra himself, Edmonton Oiler fanboy, Mr. Aaron Chupa. What's up, baby? Oh, just cooking some food. That's pretty much uh, my, my, my life at this moment. I'm doing the um, late afternoon to evening shift. So dinner for me is like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Mm, that's exceptionally fun. Yeah, 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 exactly. Fucking oh, and also Barry has been wonderful with um, going from the gray zone to the red zone, and then go two weeks later going back to the gray zone, and then one <laughs> week later going to the red zone. So yeah, that's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, in in Peel, we're still we're well now we're technically gray. We need red. Hopefully, in two weeks we'll get red, and I can finally go back to work after being off for three months. Does anybody Again. else find it kind of funny going from like red to gray? Like gray's the bad one. Like yeah, like is, this is make my any hair sense. being gray bad? Like I was, I was always figure that red, like a redheaded stepchild. No one talks about being their kid with uh, you know gray head, gray hair stepchild. <laughs> the danger zone is always red. Like the danger zone is always red. It should be that should be the worst. Hot lava. Um, actually, in fire for a lot of places. I know for a fact Alberta. Purple is the most extreme that you can get. Oh, that's flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're fucked. That's what they're saying. Exactly. They're saying you're fucked. The purple helmet is coming to you. Mm -hmm. Boys, people tuned in for hockey. Let's give them some hockey. As you guys know, I'm a big Toronto Leafs fan. Brian Smith is unfortunately a Montreal Canadiens fan. And Edmonton... Oiler fanboy is a Calgary Flame. No, I'm just kidding. Aaron Chalupa is an Oilers fan. We got lots Dave to talk was about. So mad about me being a fucking Flames fan more than like a, a Leafs Flames or Canucks fan sympathizer. <laughs> oh, Go fuck man. yourself, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we we have some like interesting chats on our group chat, but like, can we decide who Canada's least favorite hockey team really is? Because it's a Senators, right? No, not at all. Oh, ooh, the Canucks. Ooh. <laughs> the Canucks. Nah, I n- I've never had beef with Vancouver though. Like for I me, would say depending. Sorry, for, go ahead, Brian. For me, it's Winnipeg. I fucking hate that city. I hate Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg Senators and Winnipeg 
Not not for me. <laughs> when are we doing the tour, though, Brian? I, I, I've been selling tickets already. <laughs> oh, that's all right, man. I'd rather visit Auschwitz. <laughs> oh. It's less Can depressing there. Too soon? <laughs> oh, not soon yeah. enough. Oh, dude, we can't handle we can't handle Winnipeg. Winnipeg kind of sucks overall. Uh, any any listeners that is that anyone that's listening from Winnipeg, move. Just move. That's all you need to do. That's uh, what you need to we do. Need, just, whoever does whoever edits this needs to add the audio clip from the Simpsons. Like that's it. Back to Winnipeg. <laughs> Brian, you just don't like the city of Winnipeg. Oh, it's the whole province of Manitoba. What does it have to offer? Like, couldn't we just okay. lop that shit out? Couldn't we? Couldn't we literally just like cut a line around Saskatchewan and Manitoba and just throw them away? And <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they really doing for Canada? That's the question. <laughs> See, my my big hate is with the fan base slash team, but most of the fan base. Uh, first of all, gave birth to some ugly ass jerseys. This team came into the league relatively soon, and your jersey sucks, dude. Second, the fans are horrible. I hate the fan base. They can all go suck an egg. I'm out on bank. Uh, what do the fans Winnipeg. do? They haven't thrown waffles at players yet. They don't boo their own defensemen. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> I believe the year was 2015, and the Leafs were already pretty bad. And I think they were beating the Winnipeg Jets. And they started a chant of "fuck the Leafs." Ooh, that, that sounds like a that sounds like a good time with any team besides the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, at least oh. they didn't get kicked out for chanting that stuff. Well, Toronto Blue saying, Jays. Uh, you know, if, if you're gonna have if you're gonna start a chant, <laughs> let's make this somewhat like tongue in cheek. You know, like go like how about warm up the bus? Uh, we don't want like fuck the Leafs. I mean, that's kind of what like that's a Philly thing, isn't it? Like. Oh, the wilderness oh. in Vancouver, or sorry, Winnipeg, shouldn't be a thing. The, Winnipeg is the Wisconsin of Canada without cheese. Is not like it the Ohio? I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess Manitoba is the Wisconsin of uh, of no, Canada. No, no, Philly's okay, Pennsylvania, well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Philly's Pennsylvania. But like, I remember seeing the joke about Line A and Dubois being traded, which we'll talk about later. Where it's like, imagine being traded from the Manitoba of America to the Ohio of Canada. <laughs> but in my opinion, in my honest opinion, <laughs> the, the fucking Manitoba of the states is honestly North Dakota. Yeah, it's, or, 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 dude, it's all the same Dakotas. shit. It's all the same yeah. shit. Wisconsin, yeah. that Dakota. Midwest stuff. <laughs> Midwest, they have yeah. the same accent too. Oh, how's it going, eh? Oh, North Minneapolis. Like, uh-huh. it's, all, it's uh-huh. all the same. Like, not I've wrong. been to Fargo. I've been to Grand Rapids. It's the same as fucking Manitoba. It's yeah. flat. There's nobody around anywhere. And it's pretty fucking boring. Besides Grand Forks, their gigantic fucking hockey arena, which is incredible. Yeah. You could literally lump that shit out. Saskatchewan, the only thing they have to offer is Saskatoon berries. Who the fuck cares about Saskatoon berries? Let's get rid of that, too. All right? hey, we don't need it. Pie is good. I like the pie. <laughs> Quick Saskatoon story. I did a hair show in Saskatoon. We hired a whole bunch of models. Uh, six oh, of our Saskatoon models. models. They must yeah. have been. They must have been great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. see them coming like thirty miles away. <laughs> here's here's what happened. Six of them showed up drunk from the night before. We yeah. couldn't use any of them because they were just trashed. Then the local stylist I was there was like, 
don't give them a hard time. They're First Nations. I was like, oh, <laughs> you guys can just say that out loud like that? You don't have to be in a closed room? She's like, no, like we, we get it. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I wasn't ready for that. For the love <laughs> of God, you can't make fun of anybody unless they're white. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, let's get into the puck, please. How, mm. Why don't we do a quick recap on how our teams have been doing this season? I'll go last. Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go last. It'll take you two sentences. You're like, leave. Um, Montreal obviously started the season incredibly strong. Uh, incredibly strong. Stronger than I think any of us thought they would. Uh, they were leading the league in goals four. Uh, for a while there, I think they're still actually up there in goals for. They're not leading anymore because the scoring kind of slowed down, but they're still top half, which is nice. Oh, Toffoli's a fucking man. Yeah, Toffoli's a man. Armia looks good. Uh, <laughs> we look man. like we look like we won that Anderson trade. Like with totally. like, <laughs> like fuck oh, who the fuck Max Domi who? Yeah. <laughs> like it looks great. Bergevin looks like own. a genius. Um, went off three game losing skid had lost like what, like five of the past seven or something. When we, when we decided, Hey, let's can our coaches and uh, go a whole new direction. I don't know how I feel about that. Julian's a good coach. Um, but they're saying he lost the locker room. If that's the case, I get that changes need to be made. Um, so right now it's a kind of, we'll see. You know, the next couple of weeks are going to be very telling for the Canadians. I mean, they shit on the Jets, which was uh, which was wonderful. Absolutely shit on them. Just took a big dump over Winnipeg, and I'm sure Winnipeg's used to being dumped on. So, yeah, it felt good. Oh, we yeah, lost Aaron's video. <laughs> how did you feel about the firing? Uh, as I said, man, if he lost the locker room, then it's a change you got to make, right? Oh. When when he um, shit, who did he, was he coaching in New York when he got fired uh, uh, before Montreal? Dude, man, uh, was it New York or was it Boston before Montreal? I, one of the two. That, I was thinking it might have been Boston too, but I remember when when he first got fired, like Montreal the next day, like fired their coach and hired him right away. Yeah, he's a really yeah. good coach, but I can see like I can see how maybe a breath of fresh air would have been good. Um, I think, I think he was, uh, it, let's, let's take a quick look and see. I think he was with the Bruins before. Yeah. He was with and Bruins I, before. I, I think Bergeron, he was with I Boston think... from 07 all the way through the 16, 17 season. Wow. Yeah. Did you know that Claude Juliet was the coach for like, what was the team? The ham? Like, it was like one of the Bulldogs teams or whatever. And he coached a lot of the Oilers, like Rafi Torres, Jarrett Stoll, Sean Horkoff. Um, Damn. Yeah, like a lot of those guys. So, like, he, he's he been, in, like, he's had a, a presence in the league for a long fucking time. He, yeah, he, he coached the Oshawa Generals, Windsor Spitfires, Salt Lake Golden Eagles. Um, man, he's, uh, oh, whoops, no, that's his playing career. <laughs> look at him hey he played one game for the nordiques let's go uh in 84 85 then 13 more the next year let's go 13 games 25 pims and assists. For, oh. for those who can't do they teach yeah yeah that's uh so he hung around that played in france 
for a while? No. That's so random. Good for fun, him. Fun fact, fun fact, Paul McLean, the jaunty walrus coach from the Ottawa Senators, was born in France at ah. an Air Force base. Yeah. Oh, if it's at an Air Force base, it doesn't count. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah, so those invisible borders don't count. Yeah. So... Are you, uh, Brian, do you feel like your team right now is where you expect them to be? I, I got to imagine you would want them probably. With how they started the season, expectations yeah, right? got increased. But at the same time, I'm a pessimist when it comes to the sports teams I cheer for. Uh, largely to do with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, because of that, I always thought, you know, kind of middle of the pack for the North Division. Do I think Winnipeg deserves to be there? Winnipeg's been pretty friggin' solid this year, but I just, right. I just, I don't know. Something about that team I just don't like. Um, so <laughs> I think, I honestly think Edmonton passes Winnipeg before the end of the year, and then Montreal and Winnipeg are gutting it out for third in that division. I, I, I just see, don't see. I can see that. I don't see Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa pushing for fourth at all. I think that these four teams are pretty locked. In. I, I think it would take a miracle for Calgary to push for four. They I think just, you're right. They have no defense. A miracle like Daryl Sutter. Oh, what year is it? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Okay. Let's, we'll get to that later. Aaron, want to touch base <laughs> on your oil? Mm. Pardon me. Um, yeah. So right now they're winning three to two against Ottawa. Uh, knock on wood. We're the only team that hasn't uh, lost to the Senators in the North <laughs> Division um, at this point. Interesting stat. Yeah, very much so. We'll, we'll hold on to anything <laughs> that's <laughs> positive in sound, and we'll deny everything that's negative. Um, like getting blanked in a series. My God, that was so frustrating. I watched, one, I watched the full game on Saturday last weekend. You're talking about the Toronto-Edmonton series. That is correct. I know I want to talk about that because that will, might as well get you to blow your load. Um, because as, oh, as we all know, I'm, as, Rand, as, I'm already Randy from the, from South Park. As as all as we all know, you blow your load and like you know you unload your gun. You don't go in with a loaded gun when you talk about your team or anything. So I figured that we'll get uh, Anthony just coming everywhere uh, with a spooky ghost ectoplasm, and then. Yeah, and then once once it comes to the Leafs and him talking about them, then he's got a clear brain. Anyway, um, yeah, that was extremely frustrating. That's probably the most frustrated I've been with the Oilers this season since their start. Now, with their start, I don't give them too much shit because it's like, okay, number one, the fucking league rules for the goaltenders this year has been fucking bananas. Like, like where they can only have two on the squad and then one's always on the taxi squad, which has to go through waivers. And that's just creating a complete goalie carousel of like, well, we can't have three goaltenders. So we got to put somebody on the fucking waivers. And then like that guy gets claimed and then he gets claimed over here and that guy gets claimed over there. Um, been very ridiculous. Yeah. So I felt really bad for Koskinen at the start of the season when he played like fucking like 12 games in a row. So you yeah. can't really blame him too much because, like, as soon as Smith came back in and Smith played like two or three games, and then Koskinen came back, he was a he had like, I think he had a .955 save percentage against Calgary, but Edmonton won like seven to one against Calgary. It was like 
this is what happens when Koskinen actually has rest and plays like the whole 1A, 1B tandem. So that was really good to see. Um, but yeah, with the loss to, in February, Edmonton only lost twice, I believe. They had like a, in their last 10 games, it was like, it was eight and two or like in the last 14 games, it was 12 and two or some shit. So February was really kind. And then as soon as March hit, played the Leafs three times in a row. And it's just like, oh shit. I was thinking like, maybe we'll like come out like two wins, one loss, or Toronto will come out two wins and Edmonton will lose once. Not two games back to back shutout. And then one game we get one goal. It's just like, holy fuck. This is embarrassing. Uh, great job by the Leafs defense and shutting down the t- two of the most offensive players in the league. Two of the top five, I would say, um, because they both won Art Ross, you know, back to back as a team. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Uh, Darnell Nurse is kicking ass. He, I think he should be a Norse candidate. Um, you know, if not, he should be discussed. He is the favorite out of Edmonton for defense. Um, you know, props to Brian with the Habs with Jeff Petrie. Holy fuck, he's been kicking ass too. Ex-Oiler. Let's go. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it's been really fun to watch the team. But ever since Toronto's happened, I've been kind of like, ooh, it would be really nice if McDavid and Drysdale really started getting those multi-point games again because getting shut out two games and then McDavid not having a game having a point in the third game, it was like, holy fuck, this isn't good. Um, especially with the fact that, um, pardon me, um, we, uh, yeah, we, we've been having a lot of output from the secondary scoring, which has been great. So finally, the secondary, the secondary scoring is clicking, they're producing, they're really complementing the team. But now it's just like, okay, these three games of the Toronto McDavid and Dressel are really quieted down. So now they're picking back up. McDavid had that six snipe against Calgary. Oh my God. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think Edmonton will push for second. It would take, I don't know, the Leafs losing back-to-back games to Canucks and then probably losing a whole okay. series to Calgary, which might happen. And then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know sure the Leafs schedule, but, uh, they, I could see the Oilers possibly catching the Leafs to make a big push for first, but I still will stick to, um, oh, pardon me, I, I, will, I will reaffirm Brian's uh, projection that Edmonton will rebound and, and hold the second spot. I could see Edmonton get sliding into first, but most likely it'll be Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal. Mm-hmm. I feel so I, I, you know, I, I felt for the <clears throat> Oilers during that Leafs series, because I didn't think the Leafs were going to... You felt them on your nipples? Yeah. I they felt, felt amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I just... I had a hard time believing that... I mean, if you told me Edmonton was going to score one goal, there's no not a chance I would believe you that that was going to be the case. So, yeah. In one yeah. period? <laughs> yeah. But I really... I didn't think Smith was going to have a good series. Well, I, I, mean, I didn't think he was going to play all the games, but I thought he played really, really well. And I the thought, defense was awful. The defense yeah. was very, very bad. But it, it, and I mean, I'll, I'll get into the Leafs. I mean, the Leafs do this all the time, and they've always done this. They'll play good teams hard, and then they'll play lower end teams like the Senators or the Canucks, and then they'll get 
like I mean that I mean the the blown four five goal lead against Ottawa will be the shit stain on the season for the Leafs if they don't do well in the playoffs. Um, so I so that that's a factor, but um, I don't like I, I thought that that the series with Montreal where Montreal scored two goals in like the last three minutes of the game that was a tough loss for the Leafs. But at least, I mean, they had an incredible February, just like the Oilers. They lost two games all month in February. They had an incredible – Matthews went on a tear. I mean, if you want to know more about Matthews the Leafs, just – Matthews unreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and when he's on the game, the rest of the team's like, man, we got to catch up to this guy. But when he's in the shits, the rest of the team's like, fuck, what are we going to do? So, you know, he's got this injury thing going on with the wrist. They think it's going to be a thing all season. He's just going to have to, like, live with it. But I, they have such a cushioning. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if they took, if he took the whole, like Thursday to, uh, to Tuesday off. If he skipped that whole Vancouver series and just got ready for Winnipeg, which at least play uh, a three game series with uh, basically all this week. So, you know, I was really disappointed that Matthews couldn't play the whole series against Edmonton either. Um, I am a firm believer in like. I don't like Matthews all that much, and I'm, not, I'm not, and I'm not a big Leafs fan, but I like seeing some of the best players play against other best players, and I like to see um, records be pushed or broken. So that would have been something else to see if Matthews was able to stay healthy all year and really try to push for like a 50-goal, 50-game um, you know, um, kind of projection, or even if he was able to surpass that in a shortened season. That would have been incredible, absolutely incredible. I, right. I would love I would love the the I would love the Leafs to have a Rocket Richard candidate in the, on their team or even a winner. Like I would just love to have some success with this team. I mean, this core has been together for five years now. Yeah. Let's get something going. Like I, I feel like I feel like the Leafs need to be pushing boundaries. But when they lose to teams like Ottawa and Vancouver, it just hurts my nutsack. So I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got to be frustrating losing to uh, to Ottawa. Oh wait, I've been there too. <laughs> yeah, the Ottawa <laughs> loss was bad, but at least they, they rebound the, the next two games. The, the the follow The follow up game was a very well like two one game or something like that. It was like a close game. The next game was a big blowout, so I didn't feel that bad. But that really kind of pushed the Leafs to start playing really hard. So. Yeah, um, we should try to get Claude Julien on for this podcast. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah like, Claude, tell t- t- tell us about your auto experience. Yeah, <laughs> what kind of cheese you got there, Aaron? This is um, be- Beamster. Beamster. Beamster? Yes. Yeah, from uh, from Let's Costco. Go. It's an aged Gouda. Oh, it's fantastic! And it looked like 18 it. Eighteen months. It's wonderful. It's a product of Holland. Uh, yeah. Tara and I both had our own wedge, and we've been big fans. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Costco for cheese is a great spot to go. I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not good to know. I, uh, I highly recommend it as well. It's a great cheese. Nice. I recognized it, and I wanted to plug yeah, it. Did. That's how good it Fucking is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boys. Every, everybody, if you want to talk about cheese or bulk products, talk to Brian and I. Come listen to our podcast, <laughs> Costco. Uh, Costco cheese us. Town. Cheese town, cheese town, everything. The new town. Green Bay. That's yeah. all we do is just is town. It's like town, it's, town. It's town, town. Cheese town podcast. 
broadcast down Boys. in Winnipeg, Manitoba. <laughs> Home the of cheese town of Canada. The Wisconsin of Canada. If you didn't know, we love our fucking cheese in Winnipeg. Why am I talking like I'm fucking New York when I'm in Winnipeg? Boys, hey, the, season, the season is almost halfway through. Yes. May I ask, do you guys have any big surprises, whether good or bad, on this season so far? Um... I start so I start to think about this a lot. Uh, we'll get we'll get to my horrible, horrible prediction later <laughs> from from our first episode this season. But um, this is another one that's kind of got egg on my face a little bit. The Minnesota Wild have been oh, yeah. surprisingly yeah. good. Yeah. That being said, the Sharks. Ducks and Coyotes are in that division, which is basically like free wins for the most part. And the Kings oh, yeah. haven't been the, that bad either, though. Yeah, the Coyotes haven't been that bad. The Kings haven't been that bad. Um, the Kings have been a surprise. I think yeah. they've been playing very well. Drew Doughty's playing like he was banging yeah. hookers in Russia, like, uh, you know, back in yeah. Sochi. <laughs> so the Wild surprised me. The fact that the Avalanche are not on top or fighting at the top of that division is nuts to me. Uh, yeah, man. I agree. But then again, the Golden Knights have have played 22 games and only given up 47 goals. It's banana. It, it, it's, it's fucking nuts. insane. Flurry is standing on his fucking head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's making me feel horrible because they have no reason to bring Leonard back from his injury. And then when no. they're like, like, it's just like, I'm sitting on my fantasy team. Just, I, we only get five pickups all year. Because it's just an annual thing this year. It's a weird COVID year. And I'm like, fuck, do I drop Leonard? I guess I drop Leonard. Do I hold him? What do I do? There's no goalies. My other goalie is fucking Mackenzie Blackwood. Like, this is like the worst fucking goalie tandem in the history of fantasy. <laughs> I feel like I look at I look at my forwards and D versus other teams. I'm like, oh, I'm outscoring everyone. Oh, wait. No, my goalie's just to have a combined like 10% of the points of the next team above me. <laughs> like it's absolutely horrible. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's my little rant about, um, things that surprised me. Um, I guess I can, I can also just jump right on and say, who would have thought Eichel and Hall would be this bad together? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this deserves its own category. Like, surprises and then it's buffalo so bad so bad. so bad everything everything in buffalo is bad it's just like buffalo listen i tried to have an outside take and think hey you know what buffalo looks uh buffalo looks pretty friggin good on right? paper they on paper really they look really good they got they've been drafting a lot of defensemen recently um they should have a strong power play you know they got some goaltending question marks but you know you know, they can slowly address these things. And that was like, oh, Buffalo's problem is that they actually can't score goals with their top line. Like, that's absolutely baffling. Just absolutely baffling. 52 goals for the whole team in 23 games. That's just over two goals a game. And you have Hall and Eichel as your top yeah. line. Doesn't even yeah, matter who's there with them. Fucking put Anthony out there with him. Does not I'll get, matter. I'll get some points. I'll get some points. <laughs> it's, like, it's literally Hall and Eichel. Oh, I feel sick to my stomach. I look <laughs> like it, 
disgust me. Disgust me. Buffalo must be where people go to die. Okay. All Let me hope ask you this, dies Brian, in Buffalo. Without, it's like Winnipeg. Brian, without looking, who do you think leads the t- Buffalo Sabres in goals? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> without looking. Uh, Sam Reinhardt? Sam Reinhardt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to guess maybe Stahl then. <laughs> yeah. Like Stahl, Hall, Eichel. They're not even in the top five. Oh, my God. Uh, no, it was so funny because I've been listening... So I listen to TSN twelve sixty, and um, it's uh, it's out of Edmonton for radio, and they were talking about how they moved Eichel down to the second line, and they put Riley Sheehan because he played for Edmonton last year. And I'm like, oh, Riley Riley Sheehan getting into the first line, like filling in for Eichel, and he scored a goal in his like first shift playing in the first line center. It's like, yeah. could you imagine being Sheehan just like going down like the bench and like knocking all the gloves, and it's just like. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to. Ah, Jack Hayes. <laughs> like I, I call and Haller one to an assist. Don't, don't key my car, please. So, if you Skinner scratch three games in a row, like this is fucking ridiculous. If you How are, bad Buffalo, does that Skinner contract look now? Oh God, it looks, it looks worse than Louis Erickson. Uh, <laughs> it looks almost as bad as Carey Price's contract. Sure. Almost yeah. as bad as Carey Price is. Yeah, but yeah. listen, Carey Price is still a great player. Jeff Skinner is invisible right now. Uh, Carey Price is still an okay player. <laughs> okay, okay. I listen. And Toronto's got some goaltending issues right now. We'll take Carey Price. You pay for half of his salary, and we'll yeah. Take- see, but half of his salary is the cost of a goaltender for yeah. like ninety percent of the teams in the league. Yeah, except <laughs> like, for the team. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just let we'll just let Seattle take him, and we'll give them like a sixth round pick or something to take Carey Price off our hands. You, do you we'll think? Do. do you think that there's a chance that he leaves? Absolutely, man. We got Jake wow. Allen. Allen's looked better than Price. Uh, that bloated contract offer. Yeah, because there's no pressure on him at all. He's just got to show up because he's got one of the best goaltenders in front of him. Dude, man, this is nuts. It's nuts. This is like Henrik Lundqvist. Like, people rode Henrik to, like, the king. Listen, kings get old, right? And they get gout. Empires crumble. This is this happens. People need to get off the Carey Price bandwagon. He was an exceptional goaltender. But he's not that anymore. He's not Do you that think anymore. Carey Price is a starting goaltender for Team Canada? No. No. No, no shot. No. No you shot. know what? I was, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I know we're kind of <laughs> stepping away from our teams and, like, projections and everything, but... Roberto Luongo. <laughs> yeah. But, like, think about when we were kids and, like, how many Canadian goalies we had to choose from. Oh, my goodness. It was... Compared to, compared to today... And like the quality of the, of, of the, you know, the amount of goalies that we could choose from, you know, like Ed Belfour was the third string goalie during Salt Lake City. Oh, who, who, was in, who was in question of possibly being replaced by Sean Burke because Patrick Watt stepped out. They're like, oh shit. Okay. Well, we got Brodeur and Cujo and then we'll have Belfour as the, the third string. In Nagano, it was. Patrick Waugh, yeah. Curtis Joseph, Martin Broder. 
It's like, oh my god! Like you could take any one of those guys and ride, like ride them to the fucking gold medal. If you're picking yeah. Canadian goaltenders right now, though, who do you pick? You oh, got to bring three it's goaltenders. So thin. It's you so bring, thin. You, I'm looking, and I'm just like, okay, like people would probably say Bennington first, but Bennington, yeah, nine oh eight save percentage, two six nine goals against average. It's not great. You know whose goals against average looks really good for Canadian goaltenders right now? Mark Andre Fleury. Mark Andre Fleury yeah. yeah. looks amazing. So, yeah, that's who I'm fucking taking. Honestly, yeah, yeah. He has but we all know he cracks. So you, why would you? Know you who else? Mike Smith. Mike Smith's goals against average is He's played like ten games. It, Mike no, Mike Smith's goals against <laughs> average is uh, fourth technically, and Jake Allen's fifth. Oh, Canadian goaltenders that qualify for the stat. Well, we, we can't say that Flurry cracks because he was a savior for many, many serious games. And he took the Golden Knights all the way to the final. He never played international hockey for Team Canada in the Olympics. Uh, and I don't even know how many times he played in the World Championships. But, like, he was always the third-string guy. He never got one game in Vancouver. I always thought he should have been given, like, one game. Like, oh, yeah, play against Switzerland. It's going to be a defensive game anyway. They're gonna You're only going to get, like, 20 shots. Yeah. <laughs> but it like I remember seeing the like the possible um tandems for goal goaltending for Canada. And it was like what was it? Carter Hart. <laughs> I think they were still plugging Carrie Price in there just for experience. Jesus and then Darcy Christ. Kemper or like or yeah. Bennington. I was like Darcy Kemper Darcy Kemper looks better than Bennington. Yeah. Kemper looks really good. I would take yeah. Kemper on my team any yeah. day. Yeah, Kemper but, Kemper is pretty solid. Like it's just you, I I look and this it just all makes me sick. There's so many over three goals against average. It's it's horrible. Absolutely. Russia's horrible. gonna have a stack team in like <clears throat> five years for goaltending. Even if three they, years. If like, they're allowed like, to play. Yeah, yeah, if they're allowed <laughs> to play. Not uh, this Olympics, but the Olympics after. Like it'll be Vasilevsky, fucking who are the Shesterkin and uh what's the one? Shostorkin? Uh, there's, like, there's, 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 well, there's the one from New York Islanders. There's the one from uh, Washington. And there's the one guy by Russia from, right now. I'm the young genie Island. of this podcast. Islanders, Rangers, and Washington. Yeah, they're all like fucking incredible. And there's Vasilevsky to start the whole fucking team. So right now, qualifying statistically, there's only eight Russian goaltenders that qualify right now. Uh, on the NHL.com stats for when I'm looking up stats, but like Vasilevsky, Varlamov's been great, Sturkin, um, Kudabin's been Sorokin, 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 Sorokin. Um, he's been he's been solid. I mean, the Islanders are a great defensive team, so always tough to say. Uh, Samsonov, um, Bobrovsky, and Georgiev, Georgiev. For the you Rangers. know who else has been playing really well for uh, for a Canadian goaltender? Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. <laughs> Let's go, Caledonia. Hey, you who know does what? He play for uh, Minnesota. Oh shit, Minnesota. And you know who else I'd fuck around with a bit just because? I'd fuck. I'd fuck around with Devin Dubnik. I know he's not playing so great with San Jose right now, but I think on any other team that was like competitive, he'd be pretty good. Yo, I'd fuck around with Michael Hutchinson. Would you? Yeah, man. 203 goals against average in his five games. Let's go. 934 save percentage. He's cracked. Bring him in. Leaf. Oh, he was we fourth lost. on our charts. 
Uh, <laughs> Aaron muted because he's eating. Makes sense. I like it. Yes. Um, oh. Oh, uh, well, I was gonna. I, well, I just wanted to backtrack a bit. Like, Aaron, yeah, sorry about support? that. I forgot the mute last time. So I want to apologize to everybody for not <laughs> muting myself before finishing my food. Sorry, guys. Did oh, you have fine. anything you wanted to add with surprises or anything that was kind of uh, catching you this season? I had one more, but let's hear what what after Aaron's done. Why don't you I'll go? Because he, he looks like he's yeah. chewing. Uh, the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks yeah. have been yeah, so much list. better than I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be like dumpster divers selling the team. Now I'm like, wait a second. They can compete. They're, yeah. They can compete. So, uh, and obviously anytime, and that's without Taves. And Taves still offers value to that team, right? So You know what? They're not, they're not going to be competing for top spots coming into playoff time. They'll be a bottom half team, but I'm not going to want to face them in the first round at all. No. They're the type of team to upset. Especially, you know, T- Tampa, great team, but Tampa also sometimes has thrown in the first round in the playoffs before. It has so. happened, yes. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago could upset a, a favorite in uh, in a playoff round. Are you sure? Has that <laughs> happened recently? <laughs> that, none of my memory. Yeah, yeah never, never. All right, Aaron, you seem to have washed down all of the uh, chunks of meat in your mouth. So oh, I love that Italian sausage from Costco. My God. But, seriously, value. Brian, we should do a podcast on Costco things. I was going to say, I bought some Peace River honey at Costco. It's from Guy, which is a French, French community just um, uh, east of Peace River, close to where I grew up, Ooh. like uh, 20 minutes or so like that. So if you get a chance, it's $2 off, only $7.50. Hit it up. It's it's on that sale. I think all month. I think all month. I'm not gonna lie. Lately, I've just been a Metro guy, just because Metro is two minutes away from my house, and uh, I can get in and get out in like ten minutes. And I'm really oh man. I'm buying four things. I'm buying meat, lamb. (laughs) So I'm buying basically steak, (laughs) lamb, uh, (laughs) potatoes, and broccoli. Because Danielle's only eating lamb, potatoes, broccoli, and I'm only eating steak. So. I remember you guys were talking about lamb there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. that's hey, that's that's all right. Lamb's delicious. It's I fucking I expensive. Cook. Oh god, it's so goddamn expensive. And, and you guys should move to New Zealand. Get some. Yeah. You know what? Get some. Actually, no, because you're on the, that carnivore diet. But for um, Danielle, like, get her some mint jelly. That goes really <laughs> well with lamb. It's a New, New Zealand delicacy. Yeah, if only um, if but, only she could have that. Then we'd be good. If only Sabrina could have that kind of stuff. That would be great. Yeah, exactly right. Um, around my around my, my house there, around the corner, is uh, an Italian bakery. And my God, I fucking love that place. Uh, Anthony's probably raging right now because we're not talking about hockey. Hockey, um, hockey, <laughs> hockey, food town hockey. coming soon. <laughs> Supporting local town um, yeah. <laughs> and and Costco, everything Costco. I, I, oh man, I <laughs> we could talk about Costco for hours. Um, Anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty much on, on the same boat as Brian for like big surprises. Like I was going to say, uh, LA has been a big surprise in regards of teams that I thought were, were going to be better. Avalanche is a big surprise. They're not doing that well right now. Um, and it could be a lot better. Even St. Louis, like I know they're okay in the standings right now, but there were times where I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? 79 goals Jesus. against. 79 yeah. <laughs> fucking brutal fucking yeah. brutal so forgive me i think you guys are gonna lose me here for a second but i made some notes when i was at work 
about key points to bring up. And this was one of the things is like the um, surprises and whatnot. But LA has been a big surprise in a good way. Chicago, oh my god, man! Like it's it's been bananas. They are um, <clears throat> like goaltending. Who would have thought? Like there was one guy in my league in my fantasy pool league that had this guy drafted a while ago. And I was like, why did you pick this guy up? Like, like there's Malcolm Subban. There was this guy and like, yeah, Crawford, but like Crawford was still on the team last year when he picked him up. So yeah, it was like, I'm like, wow, that's some good scouting on your part. You should actually be hired by a real team. Uh, Minnesota has been a big surprise. Florida has been a huge surprise. And I was chatting with you guys before in our group chat about how I was listening to the, the previous hockey town. And laughing about how, you know, I was making the joke. Like, no, I like to talk about the Florida Panthers. I find them very interesting. You know what? They're pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got Sergei Bobrovsky at, at a Carey Price uh, contract right now. Um, but their buyout with him is actually kind of doable. So I see this going one of two ways. They got Bobrovsky and Chris, and Chris Dreger. So Dreger's been playing magnificently. Yeah, he's year. been playing really well. Now he's a UFA at the end of the season and listening to my radio uh, stations there with TSM 1260, they've been really talking about how we could offer him like a good three, $3 million, two and a half million dollar contract, like one year, two year kind of thing. Um, and Florida can't match it because what are they going to do? Like pay fucking 13 million for two goalies. Like they can't do that. They can't afford that. Montreal's uh, paying especially, 15 for two right yeah. now. <laughs> Well, especially with like Florida's contracts and how they're expiring so quickly and everything for the young guys. So I'm really curious to see if, um, you know, like if Florida might go the way about a buyout, I forget looking at, I I think I put it in our group chat for sports town there, Anthony, but I think it was going to be like 2 million per year for the next eight years or something like that. I can't remember, but it it didn't seem... It didn't seem that bad. I was quite surprised. I had to like look it up at a few different sites to make sure that it was that, but it might have been two and a half million or something, which I still might do because, like, just because, like, is Bobrovsky going to get better? We don't know. We don't know for a fact. So yeah. that's kind of scary. But uh, other than that, Aaron Eckblad's playing great. Um, good old Aaron wearing number five, which is probably the best number ever. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, yeah yeah like it, you know vegas golden knights like i i saw them doing pretty well being in the top three in that division but i did not see flurry coming back i like i thought with that sword you know pitcher <laughs> going through his back and like bleeding and everything i was like oh yeah he's done he's going to be trade bait at the end of the season or whatever blah 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 yeah man he's been incredible <laughs> he's been very very incredible um teams that I'm kind of surprised with that aren't doing any better. Uh, Philadelphia, they're currently out of a playoff spot and the Penguins are just holding on one onto one right now. I thought the Islanders were going to be that one of those teams that was kind of like bouncing back and forth between playoff spot and not, but Brian was good at calling that, you know, Barry Trotz. He is a fucking unreal coach. He is very defensively sound and he can make his goalies look like those the candidates every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really surprised with Philly with their, the caliber of their defensive core, their goaltending coming up, and their offense. Um, how they're not on the inside looking, you know, out. I guess. And then Pittsburgh with their new changes with Brian Burke and Ron Hextall coming in. That's been quite the the roller coaster over there. Uh, they've been doing quite well. 
So that's good to Seven see. Seven and three over um, their last ten. Yeah, yeah. No, they've been they've been doing quite well, quite well. So yeah, they're very good for them. And those are pretty much all my surprises so what far. About, uh, Anthony, what about Dallas? Brian? Real quick, just to throw it out for Shit, everyone. Brian, you took the words right. I was so patient, waiting for all you guys. I was like, no one's saying anything about Dallas, the defending Stanley Cup losers. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> That was actually, I was going to say that Dallas. COVID, COVID. So much COVID yeah. for them. I yeah. feel bad. Texas, baby. Um, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Since Dallas, what we're, we're kind of happened with them, the shock from was Florida playing incredibly well. Um, Columbus kind of being like a middle of the pack team. I thought for sure they'd probably be low end, like low high end. Um, I'm very curious about Tortorella, especially with these new trades. Like Roslovic was looking really good, being an Ohio boy, happy to be home. Line, he's really fallen off a cliff, and like Tortorella, man, I don't know. Later, torts. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. I think they might try to flip him at the deadline. Yeah, who's gonna take him? Someone's gonna. So no, yeah, Line. Tra- I think you trade you my a. coach for your coach. You're talking Line, I imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody's gonna want him. Like, yeah, I don't hey, think that actually. <clears throat> That actually happened. Tortorella went to Vancouver, and Alain Vigneault went to New York Rangers. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I- uh, just to end off of like my surprises, the Islanders being the top of the Metro or the East, I thought it was pretty impressive for them. I mean, halfway through the season at this point, of course, got to mention the Leafs because I thought I wanted them to be in first place, but the fact that they're first in the league that really got me. Hey, this is like 45 minutes in. I'm finally dropping to the first. In the They're league. not first in points percentage. With Tampa Bay has two or three games in hand. And you know they they're going to fucking win those games. Oh, they've, they've Ta- three, Tampa's, three yeah, got three, three in, hand. in hand. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it, though. For points, right? Like, I'll take it. It's okay. I'll, I'll live with that. Um, and then uh, the only other thing really I want to mention was, you guys already mentioned it, Colorado kind of being... Not spectacular. So I, I think we all expected them after that run last year to be of huge force. McKinnon's out. I get well, he's back in now, but he was out for a while. I get it. Defensively, they've been okay. Like defensively, they've been top half, uh, even maybe even top 10. Offensively, they're middle of the pack to almost like they're like, they're like 17th or something in school in goals for, I think. Yeah. It's uh, it's not not great, not great, <laughs> not great at all. No. Um. Okay. So we talked about Buffalo. Um. Trades. Twentieth. Talk about trades. Twentieth. Jesus. That's horrible. Uh. I don't know. But any anything specific that you want to talk about trade wise? Because uh, because I don't got much to delve into really. Like we I mean, we kind of touched on the line A trade and. You know, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not much to dive into that. That happened quite a while ago. I do feel bad for Winnipeg with um, having to wait for Dubois um, with the injury as well. And then, like, you really got to see, like, Roslovic and Line kind of shine to certain points. You know, Line got in a fight and then he got benched and everyone's making a big deal about that. But I don't know. I, I, I still see <clears throat> Winnipeg kind of winning this in the long run because I do not see Patrick Line staying in Ohio at all. No. Not at all. No. <laughs> um, do you guys think that like, when, I, when I was mentioning trades in, in our, in our thread there, I was kind of more so curious about like possible trades your team might be looking for, or do you think that your team won't be taking a risk because of the COVID restrictions 
And like, if you trade with an American team, like you're out 14 with, days you're without a player for two weeks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I, I really think the Leafs for the Leafs, for my team, for the Leafs, I don't know exactly what the, what they do. They, they're talking about another top six winger. Um, which just like it blows my mind because didn't we just trade two of those guys in the off season? But um, you know, I don't think the Leafs are really like missing that firepower. I don't really think they need another guy in the wing, but they feel like they do. I mean, that, that's what all the rumors are. Uh, I don't see that. I would like a sure up thing on and goaltending. Like I, I just feel like that's the, the, the that's hurting Toronto the most right now is goaltending. It's nuts that you say that because Toronto is actually per game fifth in the league in goals against. They're, they're top yeah. five in goals against per I mean, per it, it's the first time that I can remember that they're actually playing responsible defensive hockey. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll take that, but that's probably because they're more emphasis on defensive play than necessary goaltending because I think for the, the, the immediate history, they've always depended on Anderson to stand on his head, which I think he's been subpar this season. I'm sure that he's battling something because it, he doesn't seem to be in the lineup all that much. Um, and Jack Campbell kind of disappearing or uh, being injured and then, and then re-injured and then the Aaron Dell thing. And then Michael Hutchison have to be thrown into the fire. This guy was fourth on our depth charts. Wasn't expected to see a game all season. And I think he's got three or four games under him already. So I'm pretty yeah. shocked with that. Yeah. So I'm surprised, yeah. Guys, I'm surprised you guys didn't throw David Ayers in a game. That's what I was calling for. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was calling for like game three. If they didn't put Freddie Anderson, I'm like, they're going to play yeah. David Ayers. Yeah, I mean, uh, that would have been, it would have been pretty funny. But what would happen is they'd put him in the game and he would lose the game and he would still be burning the Leafs. So imagine, um, imagine if he got a shutout, though, against Edmonton, oh, like shutout McDavid and Dreisaitl. If, like, if, they, that, that, if they got that's, that, that's, that's a mini series on HBO. That's not even a movie anymore. <laughs> it's a mini series on yeah. HBO. I, I do want you guys to, to go over what you think your teams need, but also I don't want to forget. Who's going to leave Buffalo this off this this uh, trade deadline? So, whoever wants to go next on their team, um, I just want to see Montreal really needs to consolidate what that third defensive pairing looks like. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I think that's their biggest weakness is is that third pairing. And right now, like I see them float around different players, but when you got Romanov and Victor Mede out there, and it's like, dude, both of those guys are young guys, and they're both still learning at the NHL level, and having them play together, just the amount of giveaways that I see, and the amount of, like, dumb plays that I see happen, and it's just, you need you need to pair them up with a veteran. You need to split them up, or... That is, like, Jake Gardner and Mike uh, Morgan Riley all over again. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like both of these guys have talent. We everyone knows both these guys are talented. So what do you do? Do you deal one of them maybe? See if you can add a, a big veteran potentially? Do you like if they deal one, it's gonna be Mede. They're gonna keep Romanov for sure. But um or do you just ride it out? Like Montreal's third in the league in goals four per game, which even I didn't know that, but we are like I was like, I figured we were, you know, top. 10 i figured we were always like top five for a long time and then the last little bit but then we shit on winnipeg so uh 
I, I, that always helps. <laughs> Seven goals against Winnipeg definitely helps up that average a little bit, right? But we're also, you know, I think if you're going to compete for a cup, you need to be top 10 in goals for and goals against per game. I think it's essential, and we're not there in the goals against. So I look at Carey Price's contract being a big problem because when you have a contract like that, you feel like he has to be the number one goalie. Jake Allen has never done anything in his career to prove that he's not a number one goalie, but he never gets a shot as a number one goalie. He's always either like 1A, 1B, never a true number one, or he's like this, he's just a fucking secondary goalie. He's just the second man. So I would like to see them start Allen a little bit more. Maybe Carey Price, maybe it, it... strike something in him maybe it changes things a bit maybe it lights a fire because he's not getting as many starts i don't know but i would like to see that and i would like to see them shore up that third pairing because like other than that montreal looks great like i'm happy so yeah montreal's looking really good as one of my more favorite teams in the in this division they are looking really good to fully man what a pickup yeah like he is worth every penny in that bargain like incredible incredible yeah that snipe he had against winnipeg this weekend oh Oh, beautiful just yeah just picking like and like i know he's been like the canuck killer which has been hilarious (laughs) but like like, we haven't talked obviously since like before the start of the season but man like that one goal he had where he did like a spin a rama backhand top cheddar like that was obviously like very lucky on his part, but still looks incredibly planned. So, yeah. No, like Montreal is, is better than the record shows in my opinion, but the games they do lose, it's just like, it's just a huge collapse. Yeah. Like every, it's like everybody got the memo to dog fuck that game. Yeah. So. It was like, Hey, we're taking tonight off guys. We're taking tonight <laughs> off. Yeah. 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 So, so um we'll see how she goes but uh yeah like uh, it'll be interesting to see um is it ducharme oh yeah yeah go on go on <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he plays out the rest of the year because it, I, I, do like like Berger, I do like bergervan and if i ducharme, like him as a coach if, if ducharme takes a, a step in the wrong direction you know steps in some uh some merd um it, it could it could be the the end for Bergevin, which could be bad um, yeah i know a lot i know a lot of people were talking about you know getting patrick wall in there getting this guy no way you think patrick wall would come back to that franchise well that's the big been, been the big talk is like if if you could take a head uh head coaching position for montreal that might be enough to entice him absolutely i can see that happening big time mm-hmm so um, I, I always kind of get eye rolling whenever it comes to like a head coach in Montreal because it's like all oh, they need to be able to speak the language. It's the only bilingual team in the entire league. Um, and it does get a little annoying, especially with the captaincy as well. I remember people were criticizing Seth Koivu for not being able to speak French. Yeah, it's, like, dude, he's, it's like, dude, he's from Scott Gomez was never the captain. It was Brian Gianta. Oh, sorry, you're uh, my bad. Yeah, but he was learning French. He had his kids in French immersion school, which made it real nice with the media, and then he was learning it too. And like in six months, he was trying to speak as much French as possible, which I do give him credit for. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If there's one thing that Montreal loves is a French Canadian. And secondly, is an American. They had Pacioretty as captain. They had freaking um, uh, Brian Gianta. There's, there's another American. Uh, Hal Gill was in there and they loved him too. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of felt Thomas bad. Sarek, another American. Thomas, who was also yeah. in Toronto and uh, Montreal. For a cup of um, coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it just gets kind of, pardon me, gets kind of annoying, but at the same time, you do understand it is their heritage and everything too. So there should be, you know, like Gerard Gallant, like, oh my God, in my opinion, he'd be a coach that I'd hire almost immediately if he was available at the time. So I'm um, sorry, fuck heritage when it comes to winning. I could give two shits. Hitler could coach my team if we're going to win. I just it's not, want. It's not, it's not heritage. It's not heritage. It's, it's, it's culture. It's culture. culture yeah. It's culture. <laughs> but at the same time, why can't we hire more Swedish, Finnish, Czech, Russian coaches in, in the National Hockey League? That's that are bilingual, speaking English and their native tongue, in the whole fucking league. Like because the they're all spies. Everyone knows that. All yeah. spies. <laughs> I mean, ba- baseball does it. You see lots of Latino managers in baseball. Mm. Yeah, lots of. That's why. That's why Brian hates baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why. All right, Aaron. Did you did you want to did you want to talk about what you think your team needs at the deadline? Um, it would be. It would be nice to to pick up an extra D, um, just because Clefbaum is out, and it, you know you can never go without enough D uh, defenseman in playoffs because that seems to be the position that always wears down players the most. Ooh, Dreisaitl just got rocked. Um, Matthias Ekholm seems to be the crown jewel this trading off sorry this trading season for a trade deadline. I have a feeling he's going to end up in Boston of all places. Um, but dare to dream Oiler fans dare to dream. He actually has term as well. I believe, I think, um, so yeah, he'd be, he'd be pretty incredible to pick up, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see Edmonton picking up a goalie, this, uh, trade deadline. It doesn't make any sense to me. You're going to trade for a goalie. You're going to be able to have him for two weeks. Like we just picked up, um, stay on waivers from Minnesota and we're not going to get him for like another 10 days. Yeah. So, or eight days or whatever the fuck it is. So it's kind of dumb. Yeah. It's, anyway, it's frustrating. Um, trade deadline. I don't think it's going to happen so much for Canada. You know, maybe with some minor moves here and there, like I was going to say for you, Anthony, maybe I could see a trade being in the mix for Jake for Tannen coming from Vancouver. Gritty, tenacious, kind of like, kind of like Matthew. Oh, you, you mean Matthew the guy Chuck? who lit up the Leafs? The Matthew Chuck ultralight. Um, I think that could be a guy that Toronto could pick up for like, I don't know, some bottom guy, not, not, not Kerfoot. Kerfoot's too valuable, but somebody, maybe Jimmy VC, who knows, just swap because VC hasn't been lighting it up as other people have thought. Well, so, he's, he scored three goals in the last three games. So I don't know. Well, now he's on the rise. Yeah. You know, oh, and, like, yeah. And, and like Vertanen, who's been hot yeah. all of a sudden, but for like for the entire season, he's been quite cold. Yeah. VC's father actually works for the Toronto Police as well. So I can't see them trading. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything's possible, but I can't see it, I, especially because he went out and got this guy, he signed this guy when they didn't mm-hmm. have to. So, anyways, whatever. 
I'm on board yeah. for that. Um, so yeah, I don't really see a whole lot of pickups here and there. Like, I really think that people are just blowing the media is blowing up the trade deadline because they need they need something to talk about yeah, content. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I really don't think it's going to be quiet for Canada. I really think it's going to be quiet for this North Division just because of the risk of waiting so long. And if they're going to make a trade, it's going to be happening here very quick because I believe the trade deadline is like April. 8th or 14th or something like that. So it's going to happen sooner for Canada. And like that, I remember talking about this in hockey town is that I was like, I think there's a bit of a disadvantage for Canadian teams because the, you know, um, the availability for, you know, making a trade yeah, and having, and having it impact your team. Like obviously we saw Dubois and Line happen, but that was a very unique case. So do you, do you think, Wait, do you guys know when the season ends? Like, what month the season ends? Uh, June. No, June. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it might be June, but I don't think Canada's borders are going to be open at that point anyway. So I still think no. they're going to be if there if there is any trade. I can't imagine. I, I I always think that there could be a trade between you know U.S. Canada whatever, but I mean it depends if that team if that that player. If we were talking like uh, marquee player, then. Yeah, teams, if you have the chance to pick up a Taylor Hall at the deadline or whatever, whomever, you're going to make that deal and wait that, those two weeks. In two weeks, you might play, what, six games maybe? For a team like Toronto, Edmonton, and Montreal, six games, you're probably going to win majority of those games. So you can, you can go six games without having this, this stud in your lineup. And then when he, you obviously are doing well enough that when he gets inserted to the lineup, you'll be okay. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen. Before we, we we say goodbye, there's something I have to ask you. Today is International Women's Day, and I'm sure you guys have all done something wonderful for your ladies. But let me ask you: What have you done today for women's hockey? Have either you guys watched a PWHL game or a what's women's yeah. hockey? So what was that? What's women's hockey? I'm sorry, I only watch it come Olympics. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I, it's nothing so, against women's hockey. To be honest, I find it exciting. It's, it's so low on my priority list. I, you know, it, it, I, I think it's a good talking point because there's it's a lot of buzz right now in in the hockey landscape about teams affiliating with a, a women's te- women's team and kind of how promoting them, having them play in their arena, that kind of stuff. I've tried to watch one of these PWHL games and it's, I can't dude. It's, I don't think it's very good hockey. I mean, there's a couple highlights, but the highlights, I mean, I feel like my men's league team have, have more highlights than, than some of these. I, for this level and these women are demand, are demanding like wages and that kind of stuff. You have to have a product that kind of goes hand in hand with, if you're going to get paid wages, like high wages, like, quit your day job wages, you also have to have a product that supports that. And I just feel like that product's not there yet. Mm-hmm. I've got, <laughs> I've got one rule that'll make the game a lot better. Allow body checking. Yeah. yeah it, 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 allow it. To be why, why don't they have that? Why, why? I, I, I have mean, no idea. I, 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 I've been meaning to ask around and I have no idea there. I think all uh, female hockey players in any female league are required to wear neck protectors, which again, I have no idea why that's mandatory. Like, 
What's the difference between a male neck and a female neck? I have no idea. Talk to Richard oh. Tednick or Clint Malarchuk. Adam's you know? apple, that's one thing that might be different. Well, that's one difference, but like, <laughs> Yeah, and I think that would be making the male neck more susceptible. Exactly. To, yeah. Yeah, damage, serious damage to like the windpipe or the speaking. But yeah, I'd like to know why that's absolutely hundred percent mandatory. Yeah, full cages then, is another and thing. And then no body checking. Like they allow slap shots. They wear the same equipment in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it doesn't make enough our, sense why there's that much difference. Hmm. So I, I don't, I don't, I've never understood that. And it's really bothered me. And I think that would be a little bit better because like there's still scrums and there's still pushback and stuff. I just feel that body checking neutralizes your opponent a little bit more and it doesn't, you know, end anything seriously. Like, yeah, maybe there's a little less injury here and there, but they're still bumping each other. It's just like saying yeah. that NBA is not a contact league or, you know, soccer isn't a contact sport. Well, I think there's just, there's such a focus on women's hockey in Canada and the U S that like on the international level, they can put together two strong teams that play exciting games. But then after that, it just like, it falls apart. It's the same thing. Like normally though, if you look at like, if you look at any hockey tournament, like world hockey championships, there's a good five or six teams where you're like, okay, this could be an interesting game. When you look at like the the like women's hockey championships, it's always like, all right, there's two, maybe the third team. Like Finland in the last one was Sweden. right. They, they, Sweden Sweden yeah. won silver medal. Um, Twenty nineteen because uh, they, they beat. Uh, no, they it was bu- Finland. No, no, but uh, before that, was it Salt Lake? No, it wasn't Salt Lake. It was um, Van. No, it was Vancouver. Sochi. Turin. Was it Sochi? Turin? Was it Turin? Turin? Turin, yes. That's the one I forget about because we sucked at uh, the, the men's uh, gold medal. Because it was in Italy. We, we weren't even close. But yeah, Canada beat out Sweden to win the gold medal because Sweden beat uh, the United States, which yeah. was just bananas. It, it, everyone's like, this is a good thing for international hockey because Sweden got in there. But and like, that's true. Like You have a few good players from, from Switzerland. You have uh, Finland that looks pretty good. And you have Sweden looks good, but they're not anywhere near the American or Canadian level. So nowhere near the 29 women's world hockey championship to put it in perspective, team USA in their four group games, four group games, 27 goals for four goals against (laughs) Canada, same group, 19 goals for five goals against Finland's in that group, 13 to 14. And then you have Russia and Switzerland, 320-322. Like, oh, wow. uh, the drop-off is just remarkable. And you wouldn't expect that for Russia, like, with hockey. But then you're like, oh, Russia, you know, women's hockey, maybe maybe not a, maybe not a big focus of theirs. And the other group is also just kind of a joke because it's literally Czech, Czechs, Germany, Japan, Sweden, France. And literally, like... Only one of them finished with a positive goal differential in that group, which was the Czech Republic. So it, when Japan and Germany are making the quarterfinals and they didn't even have a positive goal differential in their group, it, the games aren't exciting at that point, right? Like you get to the quarterfinal games and you're like, okay, uh, J- Japan and Germany got shut out. No surprise. Um, <laughs> And then, like, 
Russia beats Switzerland. Russia makes it in. Switzerland makes it in still. And then uh, in the quarterfinals. And the U.S. beats Russia in the semifinals 8 nothing. That's not exciting. Yeah. Right? Like, the yeah. disparity's too big from an international level. And then, like, a uh, local level, I just, to be honest, I haven't watched a game. Maybe I'm yeah. sexist. I don't know. Maybe I, it's I internally. Just, <laughs> like, it's just... I've seen the yeah. highlights. The highlights aren't good, though. And what the P- PWHL is doing right now, where the teams don't even have, like, an identity. They have a color and a, and a city they play in, and that's it. They have all the... They have ads on their helmets all over their helmets i'm i get it you need the funding but i don't know if this presentation it just it seems a little hard for me to get attach myself to but who knows in five ten years maybe it's something very very competitive it's very soccer like what they're doing like teams just kind of named after the city they're in and then like they may still have a nickname but they don't have a big you know, uh, team logo on their chest or anything like that. Yeah. It's just sponsors. I mean, who knows? They might be ahead of their time. Really, it might make the most sense to do it that way. I mean, TFC. Does TFC ever like have a blunder where people are like, "Oh yeah, the the Toronto Reds." Like they, they everyone. You say TFC to anyone in in, in the well, GTA? Like, yeah, you you have Manchester Manchester United, and they're known as the Red Devils. Yeah, right. You know, like you yeah. have the Aston the Villa games, is known but you as have the, the team, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, that's the way it used to go, but way back in the day, for a lot of teams, like think, like, think about like the Montreal Maroons and the Toronto St. Pat's and shit like that. But like, and then Toronto, like the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Blue Shirts, Montreal Canadiens, the Habs, you know, and yeah, colors, yeah. copper and blue, and like, and you see that with like any kind of media that follows them as well. They have those kind of nicknames. Um, I just want to throw in there. One thing that really bothers me, and I think we talked about it before, um, when people are like, oh, there should be, like, why aren't women getting paid the same amount as men in uh, professional hockey? It's because of market. <laughs> like, that, it's, it's as easy as that. Yeah. Like, are you going to see the games? No. Are you going like, to, so you're shaming me that I don't go watch these games. Okay. Supply and demand. But who else, who, who else is going to go see the games? Like, that's yeah. the biggest thing is that if you want, <laughs> this is a very unique thing. Yes. People should be paid the same and should not be discriminated for their sex, um, their race, all that kind of stuff, except for Brian, who believes that they should be. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I, I'm never shedding, shedding, <laughs> never shedding it. The racist Never. comedian, or, yeah. or if you're from, or if you're from Winnipeg, you shouldn't be making any money at all. We'll just pay no. you in coals. So if you you're in Winnipeg, farm. just leave. <laughs> we'll give you some fuel to leave. I'll buy you a hundred dollar Petro Canada gas card. Yeah. Leave your city. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, but this is a unique thing. A, a, a you know a company or organization can only pay so much if they're relying on you know people coming to see the games live. And sponsorship, but sponsors can't put stick their neck out if there's not money coming in. Yeah, you know, like it's it's just it's just business. So you you really got to watch, like you know, if, if all, could you imagine if in the PWHL if their top player is making as much money as Sam McDavid? Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, their year one of this or year whatever, if you want to count the. Uh, the Canadian 
women's hockey league, whatever they called it. But that's coming Maybe. back. It's coming oh, back yeah. Coming we're yeah. we're going to see if it comes. they're coming back to finish their season and they're going to fold or something. But regardless of what, what, what that is, like, you're talking year one, year five, like you know, NHL has been around for a hundred years. Like they have to build to something. You can't just pay these. Like it's going to be like a CFL. These guys, you make like these women yeah. are going to make 30 or 40 grand or maybe less. I don't know to play. So yeah, they can quit their full-time gig, but they're not going to be making dough. Oh, look at CFL. That was what I mean. That, like, that's a like, like the CFL compared to NFL. Like it's fucking oh my God. peanuts. Not even. It's peanuts. CFL, and if you CFL the compared NHL, to the XFL. <laughs> and, and look at the greatest player ever, Wayne Gretzky. Did you know how much money he made in the fucking eighties and nineties? Like before he like got on with like New York or LA, like, like re-signing his new contract. He made fucking nothing. But yeah, well, made that's also his money. fault for signing like a twenty-year contract too. But yeah, yeah. No, bad absolutely. business on that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But he made all his money outside of the rink. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But like, I'd love to know how much money he made from Easton alone. Like you know, like really enforcing the aluminum stick and like yeah. that that yeah that LA jersey with that that black and silver stick. Man, I wanted one of those so badly as a kid. <laughs> how high are you right now, Anthony? On a scale of one to five, five being like Snoop Dogg, you're ten. No, I'm no, no, no. I'll honestly maybe a one and a half, two. Okay, because I was curious about like the whole like one to five. Like usually it's always like one to ten. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> okay. Scale, that's three or four. I don't know. One to forty. <laughs> yeah, a scale of one to seven. I'm a two. On a scale of uh, one to four twenty, that's what it should have been. There you go. That's what it should have been. On a scale of one to three point one four, I'm fucking pie. Oh, like oh. right now, right now, I'm oh. pretty horny. On a scale of one to sixty nine, it's a uh, it's a sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't think of any better way to end this podcast than talking about Brian's sex life. I, I also wanted to add in. I know we, we, this is me ruining ending on Brian's sex life, but I'm sure we could bring that up like very quickly. Um, David Perron. Very quickly. Ver, David Perron is playing the fucking lights out. No, that's relevant. So that's that's relevant to my sex life. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I just want to throw that in there because, like, you know, David Perron. It's hard for him to find love every now and then. Um, <laughs> he's, he's always he's always like one of those like. Yeah, like he's never really on the top line, or like if he is, like no one really notices. But oh my god, has he been playing incredible this year? So good job there, Davey, ex Euler. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Take care, everyone. <laughs>